Hmm. You know, I'm not exactly sure who's going to show up this episode. No idea. No idea at all. Mm -mm. Just as shocking. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just as shocking as last week's episode where we were completely surprised about who this episode or that episode was about. Wouldn't it be helpful if they just told you like who would be in the episode and the title of the episode? Yeah, just take the surprise out of it. Just completely spoil you. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Who needs the way to to figure out exactly what's going to happen in the, in the next week? Just be like, hey, uh, we're going to do this this th next week. Uh, just look forward to it. Mm -hmm. Nobody would get mad at that. No one. Everyone loves nope. spoilers. Spoiler culture, I mean, it's just, it's one of everyone's favorite things about the internet. It's true. Absolutely true. Hello, welcome to your favorite spoiler podcast. <laughs> this is Jared, and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal. I'm Jared. That's Anladium. Hi. And we are here on episode 32 to talk to you about Act 31, Infinity 5, Sailor Pluto sets in the mayo. We watched Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah, I said that. I know, I'm saying that oh, we okay. watched it. <laughs> With like, a past tense. I was, I was about to say, I was like, wait, did I not say it? Oh, God, help. No, you said it. I'm just saying that that's what we did. We past tense watched Sailor Moon Crystal. That's true. Parts of it. Not all of it. This episode particularly we watched. We did. Which we have a new character to talk about. New? Newish. I okay. mean, we technically haven't seen the civilian form. Correct. I mean, we did sort of in the last episode, but I haven't had a lot of like, you know, interaction. Interaction with yes, we haven't had like some yeah. some conversations with them. <laughs> like we're just talking to the screen, like, "Hey, what's up? What I'm you doing? Up. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> Tell us about yourself." <laughs> uh, so this episode basically kind of starts off with uh, Motoki and Reika being like, "Hey, Setsuna, you want to come hang out with us and go get dinner?" Drinks. And Setsuna's like, "Nod, nod." Fam, I, I already ate, but thanks. I got work. <laughs> I got, I got Spoken like a true grad student. <laughs> She's like a freshman. Oh, well, So it's spoken like a true freshman. Nah, fam, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch you on the Snapchat. Oh my god, she does not look like a freshman. <laughs> no. Also, I mean, Haruka and Mitru don't look like high school students. Okay, fair. They also look like they could be freshmen. Yeah. In college. Nothing about this makes sense. You're right. <laughs> so that happens, and then Botoki and Reika go off, and they're like, we're going to go to dinner. Let's go over there. No, it's spooky. It's very spooky. Don't go to the Mugen, Mugenzu area of Juban. It's very spooky over there. Too spooky. Yeah, like, you'll... <laughs> too spooky for me you look over and it's got like lightning clouds and darkness and you're like oh okay why is nobody concerned about this before nah it's fine no biggie <laughs> nothing's ever gonna happen over there no i mean you always have like people in tv shows get upset about like things moving into the neighborhood that will mess up their neighborhood and it's like oh hey here's this thing in the neighborhood that's like dark and spooky this could be fine, right? Here's this giant area that just appeared out of nowhere. No one talked about it for the first two seasons, and then now it's just magically here. And also, it's very ominous and spooky. So now it's a big threat, even though, like, 
for the first two seasons, it was probably there too, you would think. Unless it just randomly just like spouted out of nowhere, like, oh, here's three giant buildings. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, don't get drinks over there apparently because it's spooky. Don't get drinks over there. Go to the go to the arcade and get drinks. Can not, you drink at the arcade? I don't know. I mean, Motoki like runs it, so he could do whatever the f- he wants. It's true. I mean, there is like a secret like base underneath it's it. True. So like, well, I mean, I guess this version of him doesn't know that, but but still, true. Other stuff happens in this episode. A few. A few things. The Chibiusa learns about, or she brings her holy grail or purity chalice to school with her yeah and like the one little boy you find out has a crush on her mm-hmm. which he's like i just like hanging out with you it's all right i made this uh, sailor moon pencil holder for you which by the way is great he did a yeah. fantastic job yeah. like i'm really really impressed child I was, must like her a lot. i was reading the uh the first edition of the sailor moon short stories and like the first three ep- like like many chapters in that are basically based around Chibiusa being at school and like they really make that kid out to be just like <laughs> like he just picks on girls all the time he's such a jerk well but in here he's just like eh, whatever he has a crush he does. also Chibiusa's friend so it looks like she just has big head mode enabled yeah it's creepy it's really creepy <laughs> it's she looks very- like she's got like a tiny adult body and like a I don't know it's, it's so weird, weird. it's bad hey I mean this is gonna shock you there's bad character design in this show <laughs> yeah wow imagine that <laughs> who'd have thunk so the teacher's like good job baking these items why don't you give them away to someone you really cared for like your parents or your parents or someone you're friends with or someone <laughs> I don't know someone someone cool Chibius is like she gets the the, the 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 Sailor Moon pencil holder from that dude, and she's like, "I'm gonna give mine to Hotaru." It was funny because um, his old situation. I'm like, "Do I give it? Who do I give it to? You can't give it to Usagi. You can't give it to Mamaru because y'all worked on it together." So, give it to this other person. Yeah, which I, I actually like how. I think this episode kind of really puts into place how like Usagi and Chibusa are like now friends compared to last mm-hmm. season because like they're very cool with each other and it's, it's such a relief to see instead of them just like bickering and arguing arguing all the time being yes yeah so like Chibusa brings that home she's like or Usagi comes home first and then Chibusa is like leaving she's like I'm going to Otaru's and so he's like oh, I'm coming with you and Chibusa is like oh okay <laughs> all right sure whatever yeah, there's a lot of character development in this season, at yeah, least. Yeah. And then, like you said, like they get there, and and Usagi's like, "Why are you giving it to her? Why don't you? Why wouldn't you give it to like Mamo?" And Shibuya's like, "But you both worked on it. That would be rude to give it to just one of you." And Usagi's like, "Oh, <laughs> huh? That you make a lot of sense. That's cool. I get it." But, I gotta pee really bad. <laughs> I gotta pee really bad. Hutara was like, "I can't accept this because people you care for worked on it." So you should keep it and think of them. Also, we get a lot of Hotaro development of her being like very spooky and mysterious where you're like she's getting bullied at Mugen Academy and then like some jerk girls are like, I'm going to step on your pencil holder. And then Hotaro's like, crunch. <laughs> they're like, oh, we got to go. Bye. <laughs> We're not going to mess with you anymore. We're not going to mess with you. That's it. 
and then while she's hanging out with Chibiusa, like she gets like another sickness attack and then tries to reach out for Chibiusa's legendary silver crystal trademark copyright. And it's like, what if I, what if I get the legendary silver crystal? Yeah, she goes spooky. And then she's like, huh, what, what, I, I, what did I do? I'm sorry. Help, please. Usagi, in the meantime, is going to the bathroom and then trying to explore the, the laboratory where Hotaro and Professor Tomoe live. And Professor- you mean hot moth? Sorry, what? You mean hot moth? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Professor Tomoe like finds Usagi and places her hand on his shoulder, his hand on her shoulder. She's like, "Oh, that's cold." <sighs> She's like, "I really had to pee." Sorry, I had to pee and I got <laughs> lost. Like- oh God, help! He's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, she says that back. his hands hands are like hard and cold. And she mentions that she didn't think he was human. Maybe he's made of stone. Maybe. Key things to think about as we move through this episode, through the season. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, he's actually a refrigerator. It's true. Yeah, he's I, a I know. I know. I, this is our spoiler podcast. I forgot to tell you, but yeah, he's the fr- he's a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big shocker. The evil refrigerator. Is this also the episode where him and Calonite go and meet up with? Uh, Master Pharaoh 90. The bad thing is we just watched this and this, I don't remember. Yeah, that's true. So either this episode or the last episode, they do meet up with Master Pharaoh 90. And Master Pharaoh 90 is like, The tower on crystal is weakening. What the f***, dudes? <laughs> Refrigerator's not doing your job. Which, like, I'm, I'm sure I probably said this earlier this this uh, for the season. But, man, it's, it's a relief that Master Pharaoh 90 sounds very ominous and threatening compared to, to wise men who just wanted to go get drinks. Dude, bro. Dude, bro. What up, bro? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other uh, side plot of this episode is Jupes. Jupes and plants. Mm-hmm. Jupes is like in her her horticultural club. I'm probably just completely butchered that word. Horticultural. Yeah, and she and then she's like messing with some plants, and this dude in there is talking to her. She's reminded of her senpai. Tom. Oh, this dude Tom has the like hunk. the Tom the Hunk. This guy has a crush. True. And he's like, "Oh, hey, have you heard this new plant that's out there? It's like called Tulum. It like it's real low maintenance. Doesn't need water. It's real popular." And Jupes is like, "Hmm, that's interesting." And she's walking with uh, everyone else. They walk by this plant store, and there's a big display of this Tulum plant. And she's like, she walks by, and then she like runs back, and is like. Hmm. <laughs> was this the part where she's like oh man we almost sold out of these and she has like an entire display yeah. of them <laughs> the, the yeah. court comes out like you're real lucky you came here at the right time these have been selling out and it's like yo you got like four shelves full of this plan I think you're good <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so Jupes buys one of those uh, she learns that it's from a girl from Mugen Academy who made it that's so, not suspect yeah she's like well that makes it suspect. I should probably definitely have this then. Meanwhile, Usagi's very just distraught over Haruka and Michiru still. Very sad. Very, very sad. That's pretty much it. And then Makado and Minako are hanging out at Makado's place while the Tulum plant's over there. And she's like, yeah, I got all these plants that I got. Man, they're just not doing well. It's a real shame. Let's, let's fall asleep at this table. <laughs> I'm gonna dream about my senpai. The hunk. The hunk. Tom the hunk. Minako Minako wakes up Makado's like, Yeah, you should you should look at your plant. It's kind of crazy. 
the Tulum plant is bloomed and also somehow killed all the other plants. It's like its life force. Yes. And then Makoto just like takes the knife that she had for like apples and is like, shoo, 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 and like cuts up that Tulum plant. It's like real cool. Yep. She's like, oh, this is bad. We should probably go trouble the others. So she runs and into, the- she runs into Usagi and Shibusa and there's in like this place, like a bus station or train station or something. And they're looking at the map of the Mugenzu area, and weirdly enough, it has some familiar names for some of these subsections of it. Hmm, it does. Imagine hmm. that. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So the rest of them run up and like, yo, this is bad. We gotta go check out Mugen Academy. Uh, the, the garden's our enemy. That's real bad. Greenhouse. The greenhouse. And then Harder Academy Chiro walk by, and he's like, oh no, I must run after them! <laughs> In the most dramatic way possible. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens yep and she's still very sad but meanwhile we go to the Mugen garden 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 greenhouse I tried to say garden and greenhouse back to back and I was going to say garden garden house garden garden house garden garden good house name for which they uh, they find a lot of people just passed out there's a lot of Tulum plants and then we meet Talu who is also a member of witches five She's like, haha, I have all these plants. I'm going to take your life force. Haha, I've taken some of your life force. You are now weak. Haha. But everyone transforms and it's a, a- okay. Until yep. they all get beat up. Yeah, I mean, the one attack that's pretty much killed everybody so far fails via Usagi. Up. And then, like, you think that Chibius is going to do it because she's like, Mommy, give me power. And she gets a new rod and she's like, I want to do the move. And then it gets sucked up. You're like, oh. Well, what was the point of that then? It's so weird seeing like seeing Pink Sugar Heart Attack actually be or like look like an effective move in Crystal and I guess in the manga as well because in the original anime it's just a gag. Oh. Like it really doesn't do anything. Like it will like it'll hit people, but it's basically just an annoyance. Well, it didn't do anything here. I mean, true. Everyone, and then, like, yeah. Mamoru, like, slams through the glass like a cool dude and then does nothing. Well, before that as well, he's just in the middle of the street where, like, all this wind's pecking up. And he's like, something happened. Someone's awakened. Because we also see Setsuna <laughs> in, the, in the ground. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, the Tolu plant's taking my energy. Help. <laughs> and then, like, cuts to Haruka and Mitra and, like, someone we know is in danger. Is it an ally? And then Setsuna has her reawakening. Dum-dum-dum. Dum-dum-dum. And also, they're all naked. Yeah, that was really annoying. Like, I, I know that I've mentioned that I don't like the fact that everybody's naked in the intro. Because there's just random nudity all the time in the intro. And then, like, we get to this part, and all three of our new characters are just naked inexplicably. And I'm like, why? It makes no sense. <sighs> there's no reason for it. There's really not. It doesn't make any sense. And considering that, like... I don't know, this is supposed to be kind of like a, a girl power type show, and it's like, why are we sexualizing them? <sighs> That's a good question. I don't know, it's interesting because I was just reading an article, uh, side point, that whenever women in video games are supposed to be like strong and competent, the more likely they are to be more sexualized hmm. in order to be more palpable to other audiences. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing here. I I bet that would make a, that that would probably be at least partially the reason I would assume. Yeah. Considering all the controversy from the first two seasons and all this, so 
they probably thought they had to do something to get more of an audience, I guess. I don't know. It's it's dumb. Moral yeah, of the story, all- it's dumb. <laughs> you don't need sexualization to be good. No. It's annoying. It made me really, really mad. It did. But yes, that's in a reawakens. Everyone transforms as as you mentioned. Mamoru comes crashing in because everyone else is getting beat up. He's like, but he literally does nothing. He's he like, just "Hello, yells, I'm here." Oh Chibusa. boy, this is not good. Yeah, no, I mean he just slams through the glass and yells Chibiusa, and then like <laughs> just never for no shows reason. up again. You're like, "All right, cool, glad you showed up, bro." Moral support. <laughs> Talu has like transformed into like a plant monster. And is about to like wreak all sorts of havoc on everyone, but then you hear the words "dead scream," and then Talu just gets fucking obliterated. Obliterated, and has like the creepiest scream in the world. And then it pans over, and hey, what's up? It's me, Sailor Pluto. I'm back, motherfuckers. Oh, it's so nice. I'm happy to have her back. Legitimately, like when her reintroduction in that scene is probably like one of my favorite moments of the season because it's so bad yeah it was really cool and some of this season has been weird for me right um especially because the art but like at that point i was like yes she's back (laughs) it's rad it's very it was a really really cool moment but it was kind of spoiled by the title because we knew (laughs) she's coming back yeah and also by the last week's episode where it's like oh hey what's up yeah that too it's a me (laughs) let's talk about some changes let's do it here are some changes from the manga manga uh only sailor jupiter sailor moon and sailor chibi moon attack talu prior to her transformation okay reika doesn't pull motoki's ear on the train for for complimenting setsuna on her beauty motoki doesn't comment (laughs) on reika being afraid of the mugenzu area as being cute when Sailor Chibi Moon used Pink Sugar Heart Attack on Tolu, the witch was hurt so bad it was hurt so bad by it that she had to transform and take on a daemon form. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. It would have at least given that attack some kind of like clout, whereas now it's just like, oh, well, it just got sucked in. Yeah. Makado suspects Usagi is conflicted because she started developing feelings for Haruka. Oh, no. And then Makado tells the boy in the gardening club her, her plants haven't been doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Very important change there. Very important. And then from the original anime, Setsuna was never shown to awaken to Sailor Pluto. She already was the guardian of time when she met up with Sailor Moon and the others when the Space Sword and Deep Aqua Mirror were revealed. There were no suspicious suspicions of strange shifts in space around Mugen Academy, which I think that's the reference to Setsuna, like trying to talk mm-hmm. about that. Setsuna almost fell victim to a Taloon, but was saved by her Garnet Rod. Only Sailor Moon, Chibi Moon, and Pluto in Tuxedo Mask had fought Tolu. Pink Sugar Heart Attack had a more comedic, childish effect on his opponent. Luna P never turned into the Pink Moon Stick. Sailor Chibi Moon already had it with her when she returned from the future. Tolu never took on a monstrous appearance. Tolu could release vines from her hand, which would constrict her opponent or, or uh, constrict her victim and electrocute them. Jesus. And then Talu perished when she grew a Taloon into a giant tux- into a giant. Tuxedo Mask destroyed her amulet holding the pure hearts, freeing them, and Taloon attacked her and forced her to use her electric vines attack on it, destroying them both. That's a very poorly written sentence. It is. 
I don't even understand what that means. Uh, she got ate by one of her giant plants. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. So yeah, that's that's pretty much this episode. Next time for episode 33, we'll be discussing Act 32, Infinity 6, Three Guardians. We got some big reveals happening next episode. <laughs> we will finally understand the mission that the outer the outer guardians are on pluto uranus and neptune oh, i'm excited and also we get to finally see that weird or not the weird line but the how the english dub handles the uranus or uranus is not man nor woman line mm, okay which i'm very very curious about it should be interesting yeah so yeah look forward to that there's gonna be a there'll be a lot to talk about most likely as we get through that episode and we more reveals more reveals and we just continue to make our way through season three i think after this we have like what seven episodes left oh god i don't know what is it okay uh one two three <laughs> four five six seven yep seven episodes wow we're almost halfway yeah Halfway through you being done with this this art style. <laughs> I, just, I hate the art style so much. I literally cringe every time we start it up. And I know that's so sad because people hated the original art style. But I'm like, ugh. It makes me want to hurl everywhere. It's grody. Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode before we... Nope, I got nothing. Cool. Well, for more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SCC.cool for past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. And you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. For more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com where she has cool columns and reviews on her site. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup for when we tweet stuff and you can be like, wow, I'm so informed by all these tweets. <laughs> So next time, big reveals, and there's three Guardians. <laughs>